Let's get going. Today's topics. Number one, why? Why meaning what impact does poor cybersecurity have on your business or personal life? Uh, number two, social engineering. Social engineering are strategies that help hackers bypass all of your security guys' efforts. So say you buy a, uh, a firewall that, can't, that no hacker can penetrate, but if he talks to the secretary and stuff, and he says, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's how you get around it. You befriend, you, you befriend people, and then you use them as assets, kind of a CIA type of thing. Catfishing, long-term strategy that uses emotion against you. Well, against you or to uh, exploit you. Number four, website security, login and forms protection. How do you do that? How do you not get spammed or hacked through a form? Zero five, DDoS attacks. That's a topic in and of itself, uh, very widely used because it helps uh, hackers make expose vulnerabilities in your system and uh, and causes you to lose money, revenue, and they just have fun. Most of these hackers, a lot of them do it for money, but some of them just do it for fun, and that's just interesting. Anyway, so, and then, then lastly, we're going to talk about some of the measures that we can take to get on it. So let's get on with the first topic, why? Well, why is cybersecurity important? What damage can it do? What could possibly go wrong? I mean, I got a website, I got, uh, you know, I got my phone apps and everything. So number one, why, number, I, I would say this is the number one reason is uh, data collection. It's, uh, people, hackers are after your data. And with the heavier data, they can steal the identity, et cetera, et cetera. Personal, financial, and confidential data is like the overall thing. But those are the three main topics. But it's all about data. It's all about your uh, your personal stuff. And the more data you have, the wealthier you are and uh, the more stuff you can steal. The next uh, motivation for hackers is extortion. I mean, we all remember the pipeline thing. You know, they wanted some bitcoins. So they hijacked a, uh, uh, a system for a pipeline, and they stopped it. And they said, well, you know, to get it going, we want, I think it was $20 million or something like that in Bitcoin. So they want extorting money through installing ransomware behind your firewalls and in, in your inter internal systems. The next reason why hackers may be after you or your company's information is intellectual property theft. Basically, you're an innovating company, you know, like R&D data. And, uh, yeah, the Chinese are really good at this. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have to innovate. All they have to do is steal the research and development that happens in the U.S. Uh, trade secrets, the same thing. For example, you have a contract. This is years ago, years and years and years ago. I think it was like 2000 and it was five or four, three, something like that, early 2000s, there was a big case, and this was, this was a um, data surveillance thing, but basically uh, it was the, the two biggest competitors are in, in the aviation industry, of course, are Airbus and Boeing, and uh, since Americans had the better data research and the interception software, they were able to intercept from emails the offer that was posted or, or 
submitted by uh, Airbus to some airline or whatever, but they wanted that contract, but they didn't know what was in it, and so they, so what happened was they intercepted this, these emails, and then, uh, then Boeing got hands on it and said, "Oh, look, the Airbus is giving them whatever. I don't know what the numbers were, but yeah, they, their offer is one billion dollars. So we're going to make the same thing, and we're going to send submit an offer for nine hundred million dollars. So that's how you get, <laughs> that's, that's literally a real life case and." That's what happened, and that's how they got the contract. And so it's $900 million contract. They got awarded because they get it, got intercepted the emails and got the information. So that's trade secrets, for example. And proprietary info. The next one, and that's, again, I mentioned that already, that's um, disruption of services, which is basically DDoS attacks, and uh, it just causes downtime and productivity and you just your company does not make money and so that's hackers have fun and say oh yeah you're gonna lose five thousand dollars or you can you know so they just they just do it for entertainment and then while your sites are down they actually can get into the servers and they have more time and space to to install whatever you know whatever exploitation or uh, trojan horses or key loggers and stuff like that so that's why even after an attack you gotta wipe everything and sanitize it and look at it and say, oh, well, do I have any software that wasn't there before the attack? Because during the attack, you're vulnerable. So, um, yeah, that's disruption of services. Regulatory and legal consequences. Again, if you're dealing with customers and you're holding on to some data and you don't protect it properly, even like if you're selling stuff, I mean, and people give you credit card numbers, that's just the most popular one, of course, and you're mandated, depending on the state, but you're mandated in the country uh, to protect that data and not to expose it. And once it gets exposed, I mean, you have all these class action lawsuits. Once the data gets exposed, you're liable for that. So, um, you know, and depends on what it is. Again, if sometimes it could be medical records, and those are even worse than credit cards. And, uh, yeah, and then they could be abused by other people. And so, yeah, the regulatory and legal consequences, depending on the laws, you could owe big money if you have poor cybersecurity. And you'll be pretty much most, uh, I forget, it was like 53 or something percent of companies get hacked, small companies get hacked, and uh, about 75% of those will just go out of business after they get really exploited by hackers, by, if they have a major attack and they lose a lot of data. So next one is national security risks. Of course, uh, sometimes I wonder myself how uh, how well our grid is protected and everything else. So uh, energy, transportation, and defense. I mean, imagine if all the lights, not lights, but uh, traffic lights went out of one day, you know, all across America. Can you imagine what would happen? It's possible through uh, hack attacks. Sure. Yeah, just hit the grid at the right spot. <sighs> And then you have personal harm. Personal harm is a big thing. We did a YouTube shorts on it again. Look it up on Global Productions channel. And it's the Internet of Things devices. And Internet of Things is, includes connected cars, medical devices, doorbell cams. There's a special video on our channel about that and what can go wrong. The thing with that is, for example, people always wonder, oh, how long... Uh, uh, why, why don't why aren't all, all cars self-driving already? Well, I, and I keep telling people, I says, one of the top reasons why we don't have every single car self-driving yet is hackers. 
because imagine if, uh, for example, Ford gets hacked and everybody gets a Ford and everybody who has a Ford, the hacker takes control over their system. And once he takes control of the navigation system in all the Fords or, or at the central company, he could basically manipulate all the Fords. He could basically drive you off the cliff without, you know, you haven't been able to be in control or not paying attention. So uh, if you don't think people are evil, well, some of them are, and they would do something like that. So uh, since there's, I mean, the computer now is in the cars, the computer chips are much better. But usually those are not, you know, uh, four core, you know, quad core uh, processors with, uh, you know, two gigabytes of RAMs or four gigabytes of RAMs. Those are always in the cars used to be always cheap chips that just make things function. So now the car industry basically has to have a whole uh, cybersecurity system installed in the car because if you get hijacked, it's your life and your family's life and they would be liable for that. So that's one of the big problems with uh, with self-driving cars, not just EVs. I mean, a self-driving car can have a combustion engine, but but the computing power of a, of a car computer wasn't always there. And now, especially with uh, the chip shortage, it hasn't gotten any better. And to get the things upgraded, and I mean, imagine if you got to put a big laptop in it just to run the car. So that's being updated still. It takes time. Medical devices, yeah. For example... Um, for example, you know, uh, heart pacers and stuff like that. I mean, if you have anything that runs on electricity it can, and, and it's plugged into a computer where it monitors your uh, heart rate and everything else, it can get hacked. And doorbell cams is a special thing. And uh, uh, the problem generally with all these things is also, for example, the doorbell cams and the wall plugs you have in the walls and a smart fridge and a smart microwave and a smart laundry machine and stuff. Problem with those is they're all connected to the internet. And problem is, is they're very small devices. And because they're small devices, again, there's not much computing power in them. So they possess, a, they, they, uh, they uh, are a vulnerability to your system. Because they're on your, because you, you had to plug them in. You had to get them on your Wi-Fi. And they have their own special IP address, every one of those. So that's how you get connected to them. That's how you can control them. So basically, you get into that device. You hit the, you hit its IP address, but it's not really behind a firewall. I mean, it, it is behind your firewall and at home behind a router. But if you if there's an access path to it, the hacker just goes in there, gets access to that device, can just manipulate the code. And once he manipulates the code, he can get the device to do anything he wants, or he could just use it as a door. And he's right there behind your firewall, and then, and he's using your coffee maker against you. Not even, not even against you. He's using it against your system, and he gets into other devices. And especially if you have settings on your laptop, this is a trusted network. Well, if you have a a uh, coffee maker with uh, with its own IP address, and the hacker gets control of that because, well, you know, I don't know how many coffee makers come in a cybersecurity, antivirus, firewall software, but I would imagine not many. So once he gets in there and he gets connected, he could use it and he could go into your laptop and then search your files on your laptop just through that simple thing. Because why? Because the coffee maker is on a trusted network and so is your laptop. Well, how trusted is it once it's been hijacked by a hacker? So um, 
yeah, those are just the little funny things about how you and then how how that can turn into a personal harm thing. Well, he's in your home, so based on that, he can just you know short circuit everything. He could you know, and he can scan your cameras. He can take control of your cameras and uh, record you, and then have all the info about you, and then basically find out what time you leave home, what time you come home, what time you do what. I mean, they, you know, Internet of Things is uh, not a funny thing. It's uh, pretty complex. So, well, okay, we got one slide done in about 14 minutes. That's really good. Uh, social engineering. To make individuals and organizations vulnerable to suing, phishing, or impersonation scams. Exploit human vulnerabilities, emotions, to deceive individuals into revealing sensitive information or performing actions that can be exploited. Well... That's a that's a really nice topic. I love that one because there is the uh, I think that there is a podcast, the Human Hack, and it's these guys. They go into these office buildings and they talk about all sorts of things and they talk to the people and they befriend them and then oh yeah sure you could see this here they see this there, without any access they get access to the entire building. So your cybersecurity and your overall security is only as good as your human factor security. And this is one of the reasons for this webinar is because we want to talk about to be aware of you know opening the door for people and you know or just say oh yeah, yeah i'm your it guy new it guy can you give me the password to this oh yeah sure here you go you know don't be that helpful that's basically what it comes down to anyway some of the basic social engineering scams phishing phishing is a scam which everybody i'm sure most people are aware of it but that doesn't mean that we can't go over it it's emails that appear to be from a legitimate source. Well, it's like your Citibank or your Chase Morgan, uh, J.P. Morgan banks and uh, whatever else. I mean, your investors and I forget. The more recent was, oh, it's actually my, uh, my uh, web hosting service. Uh, and and they, they, you know, you get an email saying, oh, yeah, you know, you're... Uh, our system has been hacked. You need to log in here, and then, uh, then you could correct this. This was actually a legitimate email. I mean, he said, you know, and they did a whole big thing. But a hacker could take something like this when once it gets into their database, or or sometimes it's just cold emails, but sometimes it's very targeted and focused. And um, he sent you an email saying, you know, your credit card number has been compromised. Here is a link to uh, to correct that. And uh, so you, you, you click on that link, and then that link appears almost. Some of them are really good that I've seen. It appears to be the real site, but there's always, you got to look at the URL at the top, and you got to look at uh, the sender's email address, although it may say Citibank, but when you look at the real address, it says com. And when you see something like that, don't open it. And even if it says, uh, hello, or if it's a Citibank.hello.com, that's also not because it's a third-level domain. So you only want to look at the second-level domain because if it, if the Citibank says is the word in the third-level domain, that means it's running someplace else than Citibank. So th those are the things you got to be watch out for. It's just basically you know don't click on stuff that you you're not sure. And if you if it's an account that you really have, call the bank directly. Make sure that this really happened and uh, you know if there's anything out of whack don't get stressed out nothing will you know the world's not going to end if you take an extra five minutes 
to check it out. But if you don't, your world might be over because you may get hacked and identity theft and etc. Baiting. Those are fun ones too. That's basically where you get, you know, I get these all the time. Google, Google G- Gmail is, service is pretty good on these because I use Google for like all sorts of uh, communication with, uh, you know, personal stuff, logins and verifications and stuff. But baiting, and Google has a good filter for this because it throws it into uh, different categories and stuff. But what it is, is it promises you something like, oh, you won $5 million. Just got to click here and just give us your credit card number and your $5 million will be on your way, on their way to you in the next 24 hours. Something like that. But usually it's just free software, free gift cards, content, stuff like that. I mean, but if somebody offers you something for free, it's not free. I remember the number one rule is the most expensive things in, the, in life are free. Anything you get for free, you're going to pay for it in the long run a lot more. Vishing. Basically, it's phishing using a uh, using voice. So basically, phone call that you get. Oh, hello, this is Social Security Office. Your number has been compromised. We have to, your Social Security number has been compromised. We have to send you, uh, I have to elevate your thing, escalate your issue, and you're going to talk to a specialist and... I did that once with somebody, and it was funny. It was, I says, yeah, go ahead, escalate me. So he talked to me. He says, well, you know, this is this thing and that. You know, and I actually had this with Google Business Profile as well. And I have fun with these. Sometimes they call me up, and it's like, oh, we have this. I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And uh, so they escalated me, and I was like, well, if you know all these things, why don't you know this? Why do you want this piece of information from me? If you're from Google... You should know which email address is associated with my Google email. Or if you're from Social Security, you should know my Social Security number. If you don't know it, don't ask me for it (laughs) because I'm not going to give it to you. If I want to give somebody a Social Security number, I have to reach out to them. I have to know who I'm calling or I'll go to the Social Security office. But I'm not going to give any information over the phone. So that's a very, that's very, uh, that's a big topic. I mean, that's a big, big thing that works. And unfortunately, it works on a lot of people. That's why the hackers and then, or Social hackers or human hackers use this to bypass security because you can have all sorts of security, but if you give up your password to somebody over the phone, even if it's a 27,000 character password, you've been compromised. Impersonation. Impersonation, quid pro quo, and tailgating. So that's... uh, Oh, I knocked off my uh, presentation. There we go. And so, impersonation. Impersonation is a funny thing. It is uh, posing as a colleague, customer service representative, or a trusted contact. So that means, for example, there's a funny thing about impersonation. Uh, there was a thing on LinkedIn, or I guess it was on Facebook as well, but again, I'm more on LinkedIn than Facebook. But I've seen something, It was because I'm in a bunch of security groups, and uh, you know, there's a guy that says, Listen, I'm going to, you know, in a company. And it it was a funny thing. It says, give me your, uh, I think it went something like, give me your email password so I can change it to make it more secure. And I'll, and I'll hook you up with that, uh, with that special software or something. And, you know, I'll I'll make, I'll do computer maintenance on your computer. So yeah, there's people actually give them the password to change it to something else and stuff. And it's like, God, some people... You know, but you're busy at work, so you don't think about it, and uh, just stay vigilant. I mean, stay vigilant and see what's going on, and if somebody offers you something again for free, it's not free. 
And that's, that's actually the next one is a fake IT. It's a quid pro quo. Give me something and I'll give you something back. And, you know, um, sometimes the in, in impersonation also I've seen uh, people go up and say, hey, listen, I have this, uh, uh, we're doing this promo and we're doing this and I'm, I'm the new guy here. And, well, you're the new guy. Don't talk to me because I don't onboard people, you know. Uh, you know, it's just go go someplace else to find your information. If you're the new guy, I'm not going to show you where our servers are. I'm not going to show you. I'm going to give you the tour. I'm not the tour guide. You're, you're the new guy. Go get a tour guide from who, whoever hires you. So that's just impersonation. A quid pro, quid pro quo, I got those confused, was the fake IT specialists that are offering those services in the company. Like, oh, yeah, I'm your new IT guy. Give me your email password, and I'll secure something, and I'll get this, and I'll finally give you that new upgrade that you've been waiting for the, from the corporate so uh, yeah those are funny things and then tailgating tailgating is a good one i mentioned that here because it is uh, holding the doors or allowing somebody to enter you know like the delivery guys the flower delivery guys the you know the um, just people basically you're being nice i mean you want to hold the door for somebody it's great but if the door is behind three security guard passes like the the you know the um the uh, entry, you know, uh, points and stuff, and you're holding the door, well, there goes all your building security because, you know, if there, there's a reason why you have that access card for, you know, entry points. And if you hold the door for anybody, well, there goes all the, you know, efforts of securing your building because you just help the scammer, hacker, or whoever, or a thief to get into, uh, get access behind the firewall. You know, so... Be careful about these things. Catfishing, gaining trust. I'm going to read this out, but I'm going to talk about that. Catfishing is a scam where someone creates a fictitious online identity to trick another person into believing that they're that person online. The term is often used to describe people who use social media to create a false identity, usually to defraud or scam someone else. Catfish always often goes to extremes to continue their lie and typically use social networks dating sites, and all different types of online forums. So, let me tell you a couple of personal stories. Since we have only 24 minutes gone on the webinar, we still got about you know six minutes to go for the other six slides. Should have split this into two probably. Anyway, catfishing. That's another one I have fun with. Um, happened to me last couple of months a few times on LinkedIn it happens all the time on Instagram and it happens you know the more active you are on the social networks the more you're gonna be uh, you're gonna catch the attraction or you're gonna catch the interest of these uh, you, you become the focus point of these guys and uh, I had some Chinese girls I think about three but one that I really got involved with in the conversation and it was like oh I'm a girl from China and blah, blah, I'm looking to well, I really love digital marketing. I'm going to learn everything about it. I was like, okay, good. Watch my webinars. Then we started talking. Every day it's like, oh, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. And I'm like, blah, blah. Then we get into conversations after a, while, after a couple of days. And she's like, do you know about Web 3.0? I was like, yes, I know. It's a scam. She says, no, no, no. I make really good money. Because it's like, what do you do for a living? I'm like, well, I do digital marketing. What do you do? Well, I'm doing, I do my office work. I got flower shops and uh, and I live in California now and uh, and I have, uh, I, I make money on the side, six digits annually, Web 3.0 projects. Basically, it's, you know, blockchain and uh, 
and uh, uh, investing into cryptocurrencies. So I'm like, yeah, Web 3.0. Okay, after three days or four days, she's telling me about how, how to invest in Web 3.0. So basically what that would be, what where we would end up in a, another couple of days. But I did have some interesting exchanges because I wanted to get them get them riled up a little bit. And I says, you know, it's a fake. It doesn't exist. doesn't work. And she's, this girl, maybe, maybe a guy, maybe a dog, maybe a Chinese CIA agent, I mean CIA, you know, CCP agent, intelligence, is trying to gain trust, you know, is trying to bring up a story, build a relationship with me. But I'm like, yeah, the wrong guy. But anyway, I play him. I like playing him. And so I'm like, okay. Yeah, let's go. And then we whole exchange. The guy got really mad, a girl, whatever. And it's like, I'm like, no, it's a fake. It doesn't work. I mean, I have some crypto. He says, no, you got to do it the right way, and you got to hedge and this and that. And he's talk, talking all these things after a couple of days. And I was like, yeah, I know this, where this is going to end up. This is going to end up where this is going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to open up again. I can manage this because I know what I'm doing. I'm an expert. Just send me a couple of thousand dollars. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but never got to that, but... But I was like, I know where this is heading. As soon as it was like, Web 3.0 on the side, six digits. I was like, why are you talking to me? Just go pay attention to your Web 3.0. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's catfishing. That's an example of catfishing. And these people have their, those profiles are really good. And then she posted, she posted pictures. It was really wonderful. I mean, I was like, it almost looked like a real profile. But you watch the topics, you watch the conversations, and it's like, Oh, well, you know, uh, how are you? And hope your day is good. And I'm like, just get the hell out of here. <laughs> but, but I have fun with it because I want to see where it goes. I'm waiting always for that scam point, and it always comes. <laughs> so, but I just don't like to waste too much time on it. And then it's a good idea to block them because, uh, because if other people you know know that you know them, then they're more likely to get, you know, that's another the networking thing, so... So you, at the end, I end up blocking them, or I end up following them a little somewhat for some more time, and then I block them because it's just it's just pointless. But they're all, you don't know if it's a young guy, young girl, old guy, old girl, if it's a soldier, if it's the leader of an evil country or something. So anyway, so that's that's for the social stuff and basics. And now uh, talk a little bit about website security. Website security forms. One of the key, that's why I want to mention this because I was, I was, as I was browsing uh, all sorts of stuff on the WordPress in preparation of this webinar, um, there is a thing uh, in the settings, uh, administration email address, blah, blah, memberships, and this is an important one right here. This is anyone can register. Make sure you don't have that clicked in because uh, I did have that a couple of years ago on my website and I had like every... Every day, like, six people register, so all of a sudden I have a database. But it was, like, again, bullshit emails, basically. So, uh, yeah, you want to you want a new user, def- uh, the membership on a WordPress, you, you want to have that unchecked. You don't want people to get into your, um, you know, to get access. Even because they create a profile and then they're hoping that maybe they'll get a different role. Maybe they can, uh, they're in your system, and it's a hacker, so who knows? They can just do... Uh, uh, database inject things and stuff and so they could make entries that will screw up your database so you, you want to stay away from that and so yeah this is a good setting not to have checked unless you really really need it but anyway the forms you should always have a capture or we use crm hubspot and they basically take care of that for you i mean you know if you have a form by hubspot hubspot is basically liable for that so just use a trusted source i mean even elementor in itself has very good forms and they are secured but 
if you use CRM, you know, if you have a lot of customers and you do a reach out, you want to use HubSpot or some other CRM and you want to use their forms directly on your site, it's always a good idea because you don't have to worry about the security. I'm going to spend a little while on DDoS attacks. Uh, not a little while, like 15 minutes because we don't have that much time, but it's a distributed denial of service attack. It is a cyber attack that involves flooding a website or server with so much traffic that it becomes unavailable, unavailable to users. The goal of a DDoS attack is to disrupt the website or server's normal operation and therefore make it unavailable to its intended users. Uh, again, I've already talked about this a little bit, and its DDoS attack is uh, is something that will where. Uh, for example, and that's another place where Internet of Things comes in because, again, your coffee maker has a processor. Your, uh, your lamp plug has a processor. And what hackers do is they can hijack certain devices. I'm not saying your exact thing, but the refrigerator, smart things, anything, that's, anything with an IP address can be used in a, in a DDoS attack. So they can hijack your coffee maker, for example, and then they can use it to try to access a website. And they have another point. And, uh, and the thing is, is, especially on these shared hostings, if you don't have a good protection, which I'm going to get into the next step, if you don't have a good protection against DDoS attacks, you know, you get hit by a million coffee makers, the server basically folds because you can't reply to all these things at once. But on a software side, you could take care of that by having it properly set up. So... Uh, but DDoS, DDoS attacks are pretty uh, dangerous. But here is what I was talking about. Uh, it's the IP ban. Basically what happens is uh, IP ban is if somebody, uh, if uh, even a global IP blocker, but those are generally like you don't want to like, for example, you don't want people visiting you from Russia. You just say, okay, I don't want uh, Russian IP addresses to be hitting my server uh, website. But on IP banning is basically somebody tries to, like, an, a, a coffee maker, I always use those, but coffee maker tries to access your site five times in one second or, you know, ten times or whatever whatever that number is. And it's the server the, or the system realizes it's a, uh, it's a DDoS attack. It will block that IP address. So basically as these, as these attacks come in, as they come in, as they go boom, 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 the, the software, the defender that we're using in WordPress is just eliminates that IP address, eliminates that, eliminates that until they're, you know, for three, four hours or something, gives that IP address that it came from a block so it can't access that website. And once it's not able to access the website, the DDoS attacks becomes less powerful. But we're not talking about five things. We're talking about, like, they can hit you with 10,000 points and stuff. And so that's... That's something you want to be protecting yourself against, and that's one of the website measures to take to uh, to avoid that. And uh, with the logins, this is what I did. This is like you look at these logins here. And it's um, when I was making this, I forget which was, but it was a couple of days ago. I was making this presentation. I did the screenshots. It was uh, 16 minutes ago, 17 minutes ago, 24 minutes ago. Somebody's always trying to hit it. And what happens is if you if you put like username Corel, somebody knows my name because it's all over the place and it's an old NC web dev, and everybody has on their uh, WordPress is of course something.com wp dash admin is the site that everybody can log in and all the hackers of course know this. So what they do is uh, 
they try different usernames, Corel, Corel, Corel. But once that happens, see, like here it happened a couple of times in a row. Here it's uh, 43 minutes, 50 minutes, 59 minutes ago, 60 minutes, one hour, one hour, one hour. But if you do a couple of unsuccessful uh, password entries, what happens is you get blocked. That user gets blocked for some time. But then you could get into Defender and you could, you know, unblock it. And un, you know, but sometimes it's automatic. And so, but as you notice, it's like we have protection. Nobody hacked our site, but we get hit like every, you know, if a hacker gets in on us, it was a funny one because it was every couple of minutes, 16, you know, 16, 17, 24. Every couple of minutes he tries to access it. And he did Corel, Corel, and he did admin, admin here, and there's a www. And the one on the bottom is a www admin. So, yeah, the uh, user agent logs, settings, you could do different things and, you know, you always got to stay on top of that. And we use Defender Pro because it's just um, one of the one of the industry leaders. I'm not saying it's the best one out there because there is no best one, and especially due to human error. Anyway, measures: what to do to uh, to steps to take to protect yourself. Well, data breaches. Create long passwords. Verify emails and calls. Anybody that comes in, like I said, just stay vigilant, you know, and change your passwords every once in a while. Like, for example, I was talking about that uh, uh, so web hosting provider. He says, you know, we've been hacked. We, you know, we've, our data has been accessed. Your data has been accessed, been exposed, and it's a good idea if you use the same password all over the place, which who doesn't, but I always change it so I have different variations on most, probably like 25 different variations, really. But, um, but yeah, you want to change the passwords, it's a good idea, and uh, the longer they are, the better, and don't tell them, don't, don't give them up over the phone. And if you receive an email from an untrusted source, or source that, it's from a trusted source, but it does not look exactly like what you're used to, something's wrong, just call up, verify. Same thing with calls. Extortion. Extortion is important because... Uh, to protect against it, it's important to update all your security software because there's always new vulnerabilities that are found by the hackers. And you basically got to update, 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 update. And as long as you're updated, it, you're going to make it a lot harder for, uh, for the hackers to hack you. On our websites, basically, we have, we're updating every uh, nonstop. I mean, we have a nonstop monitoring for uh, any breaches or anything. So it's part of that. Uh, firewall and defender pro and then we have monitoring but we, if something happens extra wrong we get an email actually text messages and stuff like that so um, that's our system that's how we protect our customers and their websites intellectual property theft do not expose yourself on public networks uh, when you go outside look around look so who's look who, it could be a hacker in the next in a coffee table next to you and he could just be just kind of reading how your fingers are going even that and uh, when you're in a public network, also, you know, just watch the traffic. Watch who's asking to connect through Bluetooth. Watch who's trying to connect to your point and, who, you know. And even if you get into that website, you know, there's a lot of hackers that set up fake Wi-Fis. And once you're on that Wi-Fi and you say, oh, it's a trusted network, it's not. It's, it's not even the coffee shop's uh, Wi-Fi. It's the hacker's Wi-Fi. And the hacker will give you free access to the coffeeshop.com, whatever your name is. And then, boom, you're, you're on their network and their computer is, I mean, your computer is their computer. 
disruption of services, firewall IP blocking. That's what I just went into now. That's the DDoS attacks. Regulatory and legal consequences. Stay on top of all new rules and regulations. Just you gotta know like GDPR. It's a uh, you know it's a new thing. Every every day something new comes out. Every day something new you gotta watch and follow, and you become liable for. So you have to update your cookie notice. You have to update your forms. You have to update your procedures and the text on your and and in your forms official. You know the little disclaimers on the bottom. National security risks. I could get political, but I'm not going to. But <laughs> it's something that we don't have any control over. Only in the elections. And personal harm. Beware of your surroundings and information and pictures you post on social media. You know, there's a, you post a picture on social media that you're someplace else. It's always a good idea not to post live. For example, you're on vacation. Post that picture after the vacation. If you're the only one, nobody's home. Hackers will know. And they will know just by even at a dinner table and, or outside a restaurant. They'll be able to pinpoint. They'll be like, yeah, he's about six hours or three hours away from home because he's this restaurant, this, that, you know, the surroundings. This is, and I just watched something on a, a guy. There's a guy that you could send your picture to from out, outside or, or a little short video and just like do a 360 around and he'll be able to pinpoint you on a, on a map uh, within a couple of, uh, with a precision of a couple of meters, a couple of yards. So, uh, yeah, even if you post something, just, oh, yeah, here I am in the woods by this tree. And it's like a hacker's like, okay, he's six away. He's six miles away from home. We can go rob his house. So those are some of the things and measures you should take to prevent, uh, to protect yourself and your data. And, yes, if you have any questions about this, if you want more information, if you want us to help you protect your uh your uh, home, <laughs> not home as social security, but uh, I mean home as far as uh, maybe even with uh, you know setting up the networks and stuff, and then giving you advice on that. I'm, we, we don't do home installation cameras or nothing like that. We do websites, but but yeah, we, you know the way you could get the, the way we could help you set up uh, secure connections to things, and especially uh, to your website. And when you upload pictures or data. Or you download data, you know, we could show you how to do that securely. Of course, HTTPS is one of the big things. But uh, anyway, been talking long enough. Uh, let's get secured. Stay vigilant. And anything you need to do in the cyber world, we can help you with pretty much as far as your business and protecting the data through your website and through your applications and even give you advice on the social media things. So we'll see you next week. Thank you for your attention. It was, uh, it was fun. It was short. Not. And, uh, yeah, next week we're going to do, I'm going to be doing AI, good versus evil. Is AI for the better, for the betterment of us, or is it going to kill us all? Well, there's a bunch of opinions that are differentiating, and I was just listening to the Waze Foundry yesterday, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> so, thank you for your attention.